It is the SEN Summer Cricket Preview Show with Adam White and Adam Collins with the first ball of the Test Summer to be bowled tomorrow at Optus Stadium in Perth. And looking at the weather, Adam Collins, it is going to be spectacular pretty much over the next four or five days if we get that far. Is it ever any different to what I'm looking at at the window in Perth right now? I mean, there's not a cloud in the sky ever here. It's stunning. It's the best time zone Perth as well, don't you reckon, Whitey? It if is. You like if you're like English sport or European sport, if you live over yes. here, you can, you can, you can get up early to watch the cricket when it's on the east coast, and you can indulge uh, deep into the night watching sport from Europe if on the that other is side true. of the ledger. It's uh, it's bang on here. That is true, and I'm sure that our next guest would uh, absolutely agree with you. Uh, Adam Gilchrist uh, joins us, who is part, in fact, the key part of the Fox cricket team throughout the course of the summer, and he's been good enough to spend some time talking to us. Adam, thanks very much for your time. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. It's a trifecta, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Absolutely. It's kind of nice, but, uh, yeah, Colo, welcome to Perth. And, uh, and Whitey, we're, uh, it's a shame you're not here, mate, because, as, as uh, Colo says, it's, it's perfection weather-wise, and... Uh, there's a really exciting test match that lays ahead, I reckon. Certainly the first few days, we'll find out what Pakistan are going to bring in this series. But just the build-up's really exciting for the West Test. Absolutely. Now, before I let Colo uh, uh, f- fire with the, all sorts of questions for you, just an overall view on, on Perth having the first test and what that means to, to yourself as a, as, a, as a WA great, but also for just for the state and for the city to have that first summer. Because you haven't had a... I haven't had a lot of luck um, with some of the test matches that, that haven't happened and some that haven't been great test matches, but you get to showcase the first one this time. Yeah, uh, really important, really exciting. Um, obviously, yeah, you, it's been a bit of a rough trot for a whole lot of contributing factors, uh, none the least. When there's a big padlock on the uh, front gate, mm. it's hard to get in, isn't it? So um, <laughs> uh, that's probably why we didn't get the test matches over here that we might have liked previously. But, um, and, and, and I think with that in mind, the, the people of WA, the cricket sporting public, have got to, got to get on board and, and show that, uh, that we are a city whenever there's uh, other options available. So, you know, six test summers or um, if, um, you know, if there's only five test summer and, and, and uh, one of the venues is going to miss out, that uh, we, we are a viable option and, and, and should warrant having a test. So... I think it's going to be fantastic. I think there should be a really nice crowd in there tomorrow and, and then obviously day one of any series can set the tone as to what, what's going to unfold and, and, and how exciting. And I guess what we all want in any sporting contest is, is not going to the day's play fully aware of what's going to be happening by the end of the day. We want that uncertainty and the unknown. That's what makes it exciting. And um, we'll see how it sort of fires up tomorrow. Uh, Gilly, just to Whitey's broader point there, we... I think we make a lot of assumptions about West Australia from the East Coast. I think we think it, we know what's going on because uh, we're in the same country, but it's a very different place, clearly, other side of the continent. And uh, Over the last couple of years, there's been so much speculation about the extent to which Justin Langer being moved on effectively as Australian coach has affected uh, WA's interest in the Australian team. We heard from Chris Matthews, now the outgoing uh, chief executive here at the WACA, um, saying that they needed to have Langer's endorsement uh, of this test match through the uh, the West Test and so on a couple of weeks ago. H- how much do you buy into all of that? Oh, not much now. It's, it's a fair while ago. I understand what Christina was saying. Um, I can I can see why people want to try and draw that conclusion, but JL himself come out a number of times and just said, just move on. Um, you know, we don't need to keep backing over that. And 
I, I just think there's a, a probably more so the, the COVID scenario that restricted what we're able to have. And then, um, uh, look, yes, if you can drag up, you know, historically where players from other states have come here and not necessarily felt supported in the Australian team over, you know, I'm talking over 30 or 40 years, mm-hmm. um, I came, I came over here and played a few games and might have been not on the receiving end of the best support initially <laughs> myself. But that was, and that's when I was playing for WA, let alone mm. Australia. But, uh, but no, nah, look, we don't want to overplay it. We, we love Test cricket here. We've, I guess too, in amongst all of that, to, to both of you, is that we're still only, what, four or five years into the transition from the Wacker to the Perth Stadium. So it's still so uh, immature in its in its positioning in the history of the game, um, and given what an iconic venue the Wacker was, and hopefully can continue to be once that sort of refurbishment and, and it's completed, it, it still gets used for high level cricket. I mean, I, I was over at Rottnest Island yesterday, and a, a, an English tourist came up to me, a, a youngish guy, I reckon, well certainly a lot younger than me, he's I reckon about mid thirties. And he's just uh, holidaying this summer. And he, I said, oh, what are you doing while you're here? And he, he's at Rotto, obviously. He said, I went and looked at the Wacker yesterday. And the look of disappointment on his face, <laughs> he just went, oh, what a shame. And I said, oh, what do you mean? He said, it's just, it's just not what I had envisaged all my life growing up as a cricket supporter about this iconic venue. And obviously, um, you know, time moves on. But it, it's so highly held, the Wacker, in cricket history and, and, and globally around the, the status of it. Um, so, yeah, I think all that's played into it. I, I, I don't sort of look too much into the JL stuff anymore. It's an interesting point you make about the Wacker. When, when we moved across the river here, what, five or six summers ago, Gilly, the, I think the original plan was to play some of the lower drawing test matches at the WACA ground to do my best tennis committee. Um, but that's clearly yeah. not possible now with the Prindival stand coming down and, and all the rest of it. But do you think there is a place for the Wacker for international cricket at some point? point into the future after the redevelopment most definitely my like if you know whatever the summers turn up where or or even whether it's not in the summertime but if there's um earlier um test tours of of the teams that we know that aren't going to draw anywhere near the crowds that we need to warrant sort of cranking up the big machine that is an optus or perth stadium or you know those big big stadiums um I think it'd be wonderful to see Test Cricket played back there. I really do. We're going to see it this summer, I think, late this summer, aren't yep. we? The women, I think, have got the South African Test match yep. there. So, um, yeah, even without um, those old stands, we can certainly turn that into a venue, a boutique ground that is clearly going to have a playing surface that is, is up to the standard. I mean, it is the home still of Western Australian cricket, both men's and women's, and they'll have a you know, the elite sort of um, standard training facilities there um, down the track with, you know, all the gyms and the re- rehab facilities and swimming pools and everything. But but there'll be a good uh, enough capacity to warrant having international cricket there for sure. I'm oh, just interested. Everyone has had their opinion, Adam, on, on who should replace David Warner whenever that is, uh, hopefully for David's sake after the Sydney test. Uh, there's been a lot of um, former players pushing for Mitch Marsh to open the batting, which I, I have been a bit surprised about. We talked to Simon Kaditcher earlier on in the program, and he thought Cameron Green was the man to do it. What are your thoughts on who should be the, the next cab off the rank? Oh, all along, I've been thinking it's it's one of probably either Renshaw or, 
or Bancroft. Uh, I've always felt uh, and probably tend to still feel that an opener's job is it's pretty specific. I mean, we heard Usman Khawaja's description of it the other day when there was discussion around Marnus. He said, there's no way. He said, opening's really hard. Um, <laughs> so I guess the problem, not the problem, I, I'm just trying to think ahead, um, whether it, if it was Green or, or Mitch Marsh, what happens if you put them up there and then, you know, two quick games in, they they haven't made an impact. And do you then slot them back into the middle order uh, or, well, one of them and, and bring in a specialist opener. Um, and, and that then means, so say Cam Green goes um, into the middle order and Mitch Marsh goes up to the top and misses out a couple of times and Cam Green goes all right down the middle order. Do you, you know, what happens then? Does that mean, oh, well, thanks, Mitch. You gave it a roll. You, you were in the team pretty comfortably too. But now, are you out and we've got to keep Greeny or do we flick Greeny even though he scored 150? <laughs> like, I, I just wonder what happens after that if, you, if you're just reshuffling the deck um, to get this, what we're saying is the, the six best batters in the country. I, I don't know how you define that. Um, so I probably err on the side of um, a little bit more of traditional structure and say, right, um, say Cam Bancroft has scored the most runs across the domestic scene for quite a while now. He probably warrants that 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 position under the old guise of get runs and you'll get picked. So, um, you know, but Renshaw's got his hat in the ring. Probably feel a bit for Marcus Harris. He seems to have slipped right out of the equation, having been the guy on standby for a couple of years where he might have thought he was going to get a a bit more of a run at it in that time. So, yeah, probably slightly erring more towards a traditional opener. Gilly, another specialist position is the one you uh, held with distinction for such a long time, the wicketkeeper. Um, Alex Carey is a guy we haven't spoken an awful lot about, I reckon, in the build-up to this series, but it's been a fairly rugged time for him, losing his spot in the one-day side, all the scrutiny after the stumping of Johnny Bairstow and his results or his, his returns uh, diminishing in that series thereafter. How important is it for him coming home and having a bumper summer and really pushing to get back in the white ball, white ball sides as well? Oh, look, I, I, I don't think the white ball uh, focus will be on his agenda um, at, at the moment. He, he'll, want to, he'll want to shore up that spot in the test team, which I don't think he's under any threat at the moment. Um, you're right. That I mean, by the end of that Ashes, I think everyone was pretty fried, weren't they? <laughs> it was such mm-hmm. a, you know, that's players, broadcasters, spectators. Um, so he wasn't on his own, Alex Carey, to to see the the sort of return diminish a little bit. But um, by the end of it, uh, no, I think the, the type of character he is, he he's bound to have a, a really strong summer in in Test cricket. He'll have worked just as hard as he can, as like he always does, and. Um, I think he's, you know, his runs fell away probably by the, you know, I, I dropped plenty of catches in test career, but I reckon I dropped a lot of them in the last test match of the series, particularly if it was a five-match series. So you do start to get tired and wear and tear kicks in. So he'll be fresh. I think he'll be determined on the back of that um, bit of a shock uh, dropping. But I don't think, you know, I think that, the selectors were, were probably vindicated in, in, in the thought process that they had and, and they see English as a, a slightly more dynamic, impactful player in white ball. But I, I would assume that they are completely behind Kez in, in test cricket and I think he should be 
feel pretty settled. Just get out there and just keep doing the tidy job. I like the fact that we're not talking about him. That's probably when the keepers are doing a decent enough job over a long period of time to, to keep that focus away. Adam, thanks very much for joining us uh, on the eve of uh, the test. Uh, good luck throughout the summer with Fox Sports. Uh, I'm sure that uh, there'll be so many people uh, watching uh, right throughout the course of the summer. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Actually, I was just caught, uh, looking at Fox Cricket and they had the replays of the 2000 and, uh, the 2022 tour over there in Pakistan. Let's hope that the wicket mm. tomorrow is a bit more lively than the <laughs> over there. But, um, I'm sure it will be. The curator's pretty fired up for it, so I can't wait to get into it. Terrific. Adam Gilchrist uh, joining us live on SEN. Uh, we need to get to the newsroom with Amy Drew.